Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, allow, round, the round, round mound of rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. However, by being caust- caustically optimistic. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. going on out there welcome in uh, to another day uh, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup we're live here on the air on espn radio on 98.9 the uh, game for the last day of august soak it up enjoy it as it is beautiful out there today and it is august 31st to 2023 and this is Travis Sparks talking right now. Eric Fry is here, too. We're live here in the Jack FM 98.9, the game studios. And we got a good show lined up for you here for your Thursday. Coming up, we got to talk some Major League Baseball that happened last night and or yesterday. A lot of afternoon baseball, mm-hmm. I guess I should say. And we'll also take a look at some local sports that happened yesterday. Light local schedule. But it will uh, ramp up uh, today, mm-hmm. as usually Wednesday is a pretty slow sports day. Yes, it is. We'll also uh, take a look at uh, the uh, high school polls for week uh, number two. They came out yesterday, so we'll see where our uh, local teams uh, stack up in the uh, polls. And we'll also get to uh, Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland Pirates in the uh, podcast as well. And we have a a special thing that we're going to be starting today in the uh, podcast. We'll also be taking a look at NASCAR and NASCAR playoffs because uh, they start uh, this weekend. That's right, Mm -hmm. playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, football season, high school football starting. NASCAR is just starting their postseason uh, coming up uh, this weekend. So we'll take a look at the uh, playoffs. And were we going to get to pick them today? Is that uh, what, was that the plan? Nah, I don't know. I don't know if we actually talked about that much. I thought you just blurted it out on the podcast yesterday that we were going to do pick them today. NASCAR pick them? Yeah. We can. <laughs> it makes no difference. I was like, oh, that's news to me. But, I mean, hey, why, why not? Why not? Get it out of the way. <laughs> why not? We got a lot of football to talk. 
Yes, we got a, a lot of uh, football to uh, talk about uh, both today and uh, tomorrow. We'll take a look at that uh, high school schedule for uh, the uh, games uh, tomorrow too, plus uh, get into uh, the uh, polls as well. As we are one week away, exactly one week away from the start of the NFL season, the kickoff, I don't care about the preseason as everyone knows here on the show, mm-hmm. and it, it's time to start ramping up our uh, coverage. So that means we got to do what we love to do here on the uh, show we got to take a look at the divisions and we got to take a look at the predictions for the divisions as well and it will start off today in the uh, podcast so make sure you download that pod wherever you find your favorite pods itunes spotify the website fmradio.com we start looking at the nfl divisions and we are looking at the afc and nfc west today in the uh, podcast of course we start with the uh, Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs division there and uh, we'll roll on for the next couple of days and uh, next week obviously and uh, we'll ramp up the coverage until the kickoff between Detroit and KC next Thursday there in Arrowhead opening a night it is a beautiful night indeed should be a national holiday mm-hmm. it already is a holiday on Monday so right right i wanted to say that we were not going to have a show on monday Correct. as well so uh, we'll have to shuffle around the dia division schedules uh there but uh no show on monday so that's the plan going forward and you want to stick around tomorrow because we got a special thing that we're uh, playing tomorrow it's a little yep. special announcement yep. as well coming up tomorrow yep to ramp up football coverage even more. So oh, I definitely yeah. want to stick around for Looking that to tomorrow. But that's uh, tomorrow. We got to get through here uh, today. So let's get it started and uh, let's waste no more time and let's jump right into it and let's get into the show with First Things First. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we're starting off in a Major League of Baseball from yesterday afternoon. And I don't like how much we're starting with the Cubs. But, hey, this is the division race that matters. The Cubs are in the postseason right now. If the season ended today, so that's what we do. And the Cubs had that pivotal series with the Brew Crew. They're in Wrigley Field. They lost the opener. But it's all right because they they won the next two as they won yesterday. Three to two. Cody Bellinger had a ricochet infield single there. And that uh, came in the eighth inning. And so Cody Bellinger once again drives in a run. Mm-hmm. The other day it was the only run that the Cubs had. But this one was the most important one in the eighth inning there to break the two to two tie and the Cubs won the game three to two there to just keep Milwaukee in a striking distance within punching distance there now three games in the central yes and again I don't think that should be your goal your goal should be the wild card mm-hmm. but but it's nice to know it's within punching distance if Milwaukee stumbles Travis this Cubs team are you ready for this mm-hmm 46 and 26 since the all-star break yeah they are 20 games over 500 that means they are winning every out of every three games they're winning two out of three mm-hmm. if they can keep that clip 
they'll make the postseason. Yeah, it's a good pace right That's there. That's a great pace for the second half of the season. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, are you ready for this, Travis? Yeah. There's 29 games left in the regular season. Yeah, wow. 29 games. That's, That's it. Yeah, it's not very many. That's all that's left. So, hmm. again, if you're winning three out of 29, you figure, you know, that's about uh, 15, somewhere in there, I think. I don't know. Math was Definitely not my strong take suit. It. But, uh, yeah, I, a good win for Chicago again. And Kyle Hendricks, Travis. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you dogged on him a little bit yesterday. I always dog on you Kyle You always dog Hendricks. on Kyle Hendricks. I have been, been <laughs> all over Kyle this season. Um because you remember his first game back after his injury, and he pitched awfully. He did not pitch good at all. Mm. And so I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Like, this is this is what we got again. Like, this is what we're going to be dealing with. But he has been sensational, Travis, Yeah. Uh, since he has been back. I was trying to find. I saw the stat earlier, and. Well, he was good yesterday. He only gave up a one run. It was unearned. Mm-hmm. But uh, six hits or six innings of work, four hits, six Ks, a couple walks. But he was uh, he was great on the mound yesterday. Yeah, didn't get the win because the Cubs had to come back right, to yeah. win it. Um, so that that's a bit of a bummer if you're you're Kyle that that great pitching performance will not go, you know, not be rewarded Result in the with win, a win. Yeah. Um, but Travis, since Kyle Hendrick, he's only five and seven, which again, isn't, you wouldn't think isn't great. 350, 90 RA isn't great, but recently he's been lights out. And this is what you need. If you're talking Chicago coming down the stretch, you need your veterans to come through. Like I said, no runs yesterday. The white Sox on the 15th, he had three runs and against Atlanta, on the fourth, he gave up seven runs. But other than those two, Travis, he is not giving up more than three runs basically most of the year. He's only given up 52 runs all season. Right. Um, now, yeah. again, his season started in May. Mm-hmm. so But he's done what he's supposed to do, and that is keep the Cubs in it. And uh, I'm I'm super happy with what I'm seeing out of Kyle. Um, hopefully he can, can keep this pace up. Because I think this Cubs team is going to need to rely on him coming down the stretch here um, to, to try and make the playoffs. Yeah, like you said, only 29 games are remaining there. And uh, big to take two out of three against uh, Milwaukee there. And uh, looking forward, everybody takes pretty much everybody takes the day off right. uh, today. And uh, the weekend series for uh, the Brewers are the three-game set with the uh, Phillies. And then uh, the Cubs got a doubleheader on Friday against mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They're, four games against uh, the Reds. We in Cincy, yeah, it's a weekend them. series. If, if you <laughs> win three pretty. out of four, you could basically yeah, that's, eliminate them from the wild card. Right now they're one back um, of the Giants in, in that wild card. But uh, one last thing on Kyle Hendricks, Travis, I found my stat I was looking for. Since he has come, made his season debut, mm-hmm. one pitcher has more starts where they've given up three runs or less than Kyle Hendricks. He has 16 starts of giving up three runs or less since <laughs> he came and, and debuted this season. Right. Second most <laughs> in the majors. <laughs> so that's 
that's good. Yeah. You'll take that. Yeah, you'll take it. Interesting stat. Mm-hmm. All right, there. And then uh, after the uh, weekend series next week, uh, peeking in there, the uh, Cubs have uh, still more games with wild card teams that are in contention there. You got San Francisco starting next week. And then uh, to close out the week, you got four games with Arizona. So. Hey, I mean, this series was important for the division with Milwaukee, and mm-hmm. now the upcoming series are important with the wild card teams. And you still got uh, after the Arizona series, you got Colorado again, uh, or you got Colorado, but then you're in Arizona again. So yep. uh, more games with uh, important teams again, that games you care you about for win. races. Yeah, games you need to win. Uh, Milwaukee's in Philadelphia, like I said, this weekend, and then they'll start off a series in Pittsburgh, and then they'll travel to uh, New York next week and take on the Yankees. So that's what uh, their next week looks like there. And Milwaukee's, they still got two more series with the Cardinals, and then, of course, closing it out with the uh, Cubs there. Hey, speaking of uh, the uh, Cardinals, they win again, and they win the series over San Diego. And for the second day in a row, Tommy Edmond ends it with a walk-off. This time it was a walk-off home run. So Josh Hader, who we still think he's with his Milwaukee days as we walked him off again. And the Cardinals win 5-4 to four, thanks to another clutch hit by Tommy Edmond. Call him Mr. Walkin'. I guess so, Mr. Mr. Walkoff. Man. Again, the only thing I'm going to say, Travis, and I know what you're going to say, you're going to agree with me, you're going to say don't put a damper on the mood. Exactly. But you wish these would come in meaningful games. Well, yes, sure. You, you, you yes, wish no that doubt. this would be happening, and the momentum you, yeah, exactly what you said, the momentum mm-hmm. you've been building would be leading to something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, it isn't. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not. So we got to take the the victories where where we, we can. can. Yeah, and absolutely. so, uh, the uh, Jordan Walker, the rookie, he tied it in the uh, fourth inning with a uh, nice little bomb that he had 431 of feet for Mr. Walker to tie it up there in the uh, fourth inning, and then uh, the uh, Padres actually had the lead going into the ninth until uh, Tommy's two-run homer mm-hmm. ends it. There, so you know, Michaelis he went six innings, gave up a uh, seven hits, three and runs, a couple walks, a couple K's, so nothing really to uh, write home about mm-hmm. there for Miles and uh, Rich Hill. He didn't even make it into the fifth inning; he only went four innings, giving up five hits, three runs, a couple K's, and a home run to a Jordan Walker there. So uh, the ageless wonder, Rich Hill, couldn't quite, couldn't quite pull it out, pull it out, and couldn't quite do enough to get the W uh, there because he didn't even go the minimum five innings nope. uh, there. So, uh, hey, you know, Tommy Edmond just uh, clutch hit once again at the uh, top of the lineup. He wasn't even supposed to play the other day, and I got that walk off, and then he picks up another one under his belt mm-hmm. yesterday for the cards. So it's all coming up St. Louis, at least in this San Diego series at least it didn't look right. good to start but hey finished off with two walk-offs yeah and thank you for you know helping put san diego further back I yeah exactly it. helping out the cubs that's what we do <laughs> that's a We're always yes yeah, it's, it's yes. always yes. the best to help chicago uh-huh. out <laughs> we do what we can we appreciate it we uh, take the day off uh, today and uh, we start a weekend series there in st louis with the uh, pirates coming to a uh, town 
and then uh, we uh, start off next week at Atlanta and then at Cincinnati. And it's actually a three-series road trip uh, starting with that Atlanta series. You go the Braves, Reds, and then we're in Baltimore take on the Orioles mm -hmm. there for a three-game set in the middle of September uh, there. So uh, we will have 98.9 the game coverage of uh, St. Louis Cardinal baseball on a Friday, 6.20. We'll begin the uh, pregame show uh, start here, and 7.05 will be the uh, broadcast the start time on uh, Friday, and we unfortunately do have to uh, make a schedule change on a Saturday yes. due to the uh, Fighting Illini, as uh, Fighting Illini football will be uh, on the air at that point, so we'll have to switch things over to uh, WCRA for the Cardinals on Saturday purposes there. Now we have the seasons bleeding into each other. Uh, then we'll also have another schedule conflict coming up with the Friday games mm -hmm. at Illinois. Oh, you know Loves I love to play, and Eric's games. favorite thing in the world is Illini football on a Friday. Hey, we can't blame this one on us on this uh, week two against Kansas. Uh, they were the ones that switched it to a Friday. I don't so. Care. <laughs> But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll try to look at the rest of uh, Major Leagues coming up in uh, later in the show. But right now we got to take a look at some uh, local sports, uh, some local baseball that happened yesterday and a yay set for what's going on tonight. And that's coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. 
TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly, 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 of the game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here. Just got done uh, talking about the uh, Cubs and uh, Cardinals uh, baseball. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, local sports, uh, local baseball from uh, yesterday. As we did have a, a couple games, as it was uh, St. Anthony getting uh, the win over Odin, 11-2-1. And Odin could only scratch across one hit in the game mm. there. So it was a, a great pitching performance there by Adams for the Bulldogs. As uh, he only went a couple innings and uh, gave up one run, one hit, a couple of strikeouts, and uh, three walks. But uh, this was a mercy rule game, so only went five innings. Uh, St. Anthony picked up a run in the first three in the second, then five more in the third, and then they would add on to tack on to the uh, 10-run rule game as they scored a couple there in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, Link came in in relief and pitched three innings in his own right and didn't give up a hit and struck out three batters as well for uh, St. Anthony, picking up the uh, dub, and uh, Larson had a, a great game at the uh, plate. I know he had a good pitching performance the other day. He went three for three at the plate, and he had four RBIs in yesterday's game. Uh, Adams also picked up a pair of runs. Uh, Repke, Trapino, and Fierde all had RBIs as well for uh, St. Anthony, picking up the win there. And it was also uh, Brownstown uh, St. Elmo getting the win over Mulberry Grove, a 12-2-1. Brownstown picked up a couple runs in the first. They picked up three in the uh, third. And let's see, uh, one in the fifth, one in the sixth, and then five more there in the uh, seventh. It was uh, Hooping Garner getting the uh, win for Brownstown, going six innings, one run, a couple hits, nine strikeouts, a couple walks uh, there. And uh, Sanders had a couple RBIs to lead the way for Brownstown offensively. And also Atwood, Gillespie, Stein, and Chandler all had RBIs as well for Brownstown, spreading the wealth there Mm -hmm. against Mulberry Grove. And now... 
Uh, they're one and zero in the EIC. I know that's your your favorite thing. Uh, you know how I feel about the EIC, <laughs> Travis. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention that just for you. Uh. <laughs> uh, yesterday in junior high softball is the St. Anthony over a Flora twelve to two, and then at the top of us pick up the win over a St. A eighteen to eight. It was North Clay Clay City over Iuka eleven to nine, and St. Elmo. Got the win over Marbury Grove, 21-5. to Kind of difficult to get five in a football game, but I almost looked like a football score a little bit with 21 mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. being put up. In uh, volleyball, uh, we had uh, Heritage get the win over Fisher in uh, two sets, 26-24, 25-12. In a soccer action, we had Warrensburg Latham over Decatur Eisenhower, 3-0. East Alton Wood River over Piasol 2 to 1 and Calvary over Staunton 3 to 0. In high school with tennis, we had a Paris. They defeated St. Thomas Moore 9 to 0 with a, another sweep there. And I believe that Paris first 3 games that they've had, they haven't dropped a set yet. Wow. So three straight sweeps. Very nice start to for season. for the Tigers. They're on the tennis courts. And uh, that was it from uh, local sports from a yesterday light schedule for your Wednesday. Not the case for uh, today. A jam-packed schedule, of course. High school baseball uh, today. Ramsey's out Altamont. Count Herring Beach City. They're hosting Mulberry Grove. And Chrysler Rock Lutheran is at Neoga in volleyball. It's St. Joe Ogden at Topless, home opener for the shoes uh, tonight in volleyball. NTC, a lot of teams in action here, virtually everyone. Altamont at Sullivan, St. Anthony at Robinson, Brownstown hosting a South Central, Windsor's Two Straws at Cumberland, Marshall at Dietrich, uh, North Clay, Clay City at Lawrenceville, and Cowden Herring Beach City at Ramsey. Uh, tonight in the Apollo, it's FEM hosting a Mount Zion, and it's the Coles County Clash on the volleyball court. Mattoon at Charleston tonight. Lincoln Prairie Conference, you got Oakwood hosting Tri-County. St. T is at Arthur Lovington, Outwood Hammond. Macon Meridian at Argenta. Little Illini, you got Lawrenceville hosting Oblong. Martinsville at Paris. Central Illinois Conference, Talona Unity is at Tuscola. A&M is at Pena. Shelbyville hosting Nicomas. Warrensburg Latham at Monticello and Hayworth is at Clinton. South Central Conference you got Porta at North Mac, Williamsville at Carlinville, Hillsboro hosting Litchfield and Piasol is at Alton Marquette. Boys golf today you got Charleston Paris. They're all at Mattoon at the Mattoon Country Club. Uh, it's Newton, Flora, Edwards County at Casey. Girls golf it's Champaign Central against Charleston in Charleston, Paris hosting South Vermilion, Shelbyville, Carlinville, Carrollton at Raymond, Lincolnwood, Macon Meridian, Greenville, Gillespie at Pena, Clinton at Blue Ridge, Williamsville, Taylorville at Pena. And a co-ed golf got Altamont, Mount Zion, Marshall at Tuscola, Flora hosting North Clay, Arcola, Central A&M, Tri-County at Villa Grove, and North Mac, Piasol, they're at Waverly. In a soccer, yeah, Carlisle at Altamont, FEM hosting Mandelia, Newton at Altoff, Charleston at Arthur Oak at Christian, Centennial at Mount Zion, Taylorville hosting North Mac, Olney at Mount Carmel, Arthur Lovington at Hammond at Blue Ridge. Uh, the Argenta soccer tournament is uh, still going on. This might be the last day for it, but uh, Macon Meridian, Warrensboro, Latham, and Argenta are the few of the teams there. Uh, Jerseyville is at Hillsboro. 
in cross country. You got a meet there. It's topless Charleston FEM all competing at Altima. In a tennis, St. Anthony at Robinson and Greenville hosting topless. Casey at Mattoon and Mount Zion at St. Thomas More. Danville Schlarman at Muhammad Seymour. Newton hosting Olney. Stun and Bunker Hill are at Vandalia. And East Wood River is at Hillsboro today. And you can check out the entirety of our local sports schedule on the website, femradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab mm-hmm. there. And, uh, again, I'll mention that we have the uh, week two of football schedule for high school football up there as well. And uh, speaking of high school football, that's what we're taking a look at up next. We're taking a look at the high school polls here for week two and where our area teams uh, stack up in the top ten in the state of Illinois. On the way here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. This is Lucas Crenning with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but. but Travis knows this from personal experience. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game. (laughs) 
Eric Fry. Sports Center update brought to you by McMahon Meets. The Mizzou Tigers kick off the 2023 college football season with a game against South Dakota tonight. The Tigers are in the fourth year of the Eli Drink uh, Drinkwitz era, and they're still looking for their first winning season under his reign. Last year, Mizzou went 6-7 and seven overall, 3-5 and five in the SEC. Tonight's game kicks off at 7 p.m. St. Louis City SC scored a pair of late goals to beat FC Dallas 2-1 at City Park as St. Louis remains first place in the Western Conference with 15 wins, 2 draws, and 9 losses for 47 points. City visits Sporting KC on Saturday. The Chicago Bears aren't finishing finalizing their 53-man roster. Chicago made three waiver claims yesterday, signing defensive end Khalil Kareem, defensive back Quindell Johnson, and wide receiver Trent Taylor. Kareem has just one sack in his three seasons, while Taylor caught six passes for 62 yards on a touchdown with Cincinnati last year. Johnson has not played in a regular season game. The Bears open the regular season against the Packers on September 10th. Chicago Fire FC managed just three on-target shots during a 1-0 loss to the Vancouver Whitecaps at Soldier Field. Chicago is now ninth place in the Eastern Conference with eight wins, eight draws, and ten losses for 32 points. The Fire visit D.C. United on Saturday, and the Packers and Colts talked a Jonathan Taylor trade, but it didn't come true. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks saying Eric Fry with the uh, Sports Center hits saying those Famous trades of we mm. talked, yep, but just couldn't get a deal happen. Yep, uh, so. the Dolphins also talked. Um, the Dolphins general manager confirmed on Wednesday that they had talks, but that Colts GM Chris Ballard um, added there were quote no exchange of offers from either the Packers or Dolphins. So they talked, but it didn't sound like it got very far. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a mess! Didn't even do an offer. So. What a mess! Yeah. It is kind of a messy situation there with uh, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. It all just goes wrong yep. all of a sudden. So, Has it always been like this and Andrew Luck and Peyton no. Manning just hit it? <laughs> like, is this what it was always like? No. I yep. think it's slowly started to deteriorate as Jim Irsay has gotten older uh-huh. and has slowly started to try to be Jerry Jones' light. Yep. So, I think that's what has happened mm-hmm. there. All right, so let's talk some more football, and let's take a look at some high school football. And let's take a look at the high school football polls for week two. Time, Time for, for the, the polls. And we'll start off in Class 5A because that's where we uh, saw Muhammad Seymour there and Julia Catholic still, or they're Still number five, or are they still number one? Nope, they jumped up to uh, number yep. one uh, because uh, Lagrange Nazareth Lagrange Park lost in week one, so they fell all the way to a three uh, there. Uh, Highland was tied a four tenth, but now they are a seventh after a season opening win uh, there. Uh, Sagerhart Griffin also uh, fell in week one; they dropped from four to eight there. And uh, Muhammad Seymour received a six votes there in the polls, despite the close loss to Morton uh, there. In class of 4A, we have Rochester, the new uh, number one, as they flip-flop with IC Catholic. Rochester now on the top. They had sixth place, first place votes, but they have 114 points. IC Catholic got six first place votes, but they only have 107 points. So the Rockets leapfrog Mm -hmm. uh, there. 
virtually everyone kind of stayed the same in the top five. It just kind of yeah. flip-flop spots uh, there. Mount Zion did move up one spot from nine to eight there with their season opening a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, blow audience, uh, Barnwell Limestone. Uh, let's see. Uh, Murfreesboro jumps in uh, to uh, the uh, top ten. They don't have their record updated, but they did win mm-hmm. against Carbondale I would assume in their they first won game. if they moved up. I was like, they moved up, and maybe their game got canceled or something, but nope. Eh. For some reason, this doesn't have it updated uh, there. Uh, only other person receiving votes in uh, 4A, kind of localish. We kind of lump breezes in with each other. Breeze right. Central, they uh, got four votes uh, there. Class uh, 3A uh, polls, uh, Princeton there, the new uh, number one, as they uh, just edge out Byron, your Byron. Team. I, and I have a problem with this, Travis. <laughs> Six first place votes. Princeton only got three. Yes, that's not my problem, though. Hmm. If you remember, Byron was on beast mode, Travis. They put 70 points up. They won 70 to 6 over their opponent. Princeton won 40 to nothing. Hmm. How do you leapfrog them? What more could Byron have done to keep the number one spot? Hmm. Maybe it was the competition. Princeton beat Monmouth Roseville. I don't know much about them. I don't either, but they have the exact same enrollment size. Um, Monmouth was 5-5 five and five last year, so they made the playoffs. So it's not like they weren't a playoff team last year. Uh, the team Byron beat uh, was Rock Falls, and Rock Falls was 0-9 last year. So maybe that's the reasoning. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Tolona Unity there in a distant third there. Byron has 86 points. Tolona Unity has 70 in three there. They swap with Williamsville uh, there. And as we go on down St. Joe Ogden, they jumped in to the top ten uh, there. Greenville, they received uh, four votes. And Mount Carmel, despite the loss uh, to Gibson Southern, uh, they picked up four votes as well. In a class two way, we also have a new number one there at the top. It's Moroa Forsyth, the new uh, number one. And uh, the team that was number one, the defending champions, Decatur St. Teresa, starting a new era there. Uh, they fell to uh, an Indiana school in their first game, Linton Stockton, 35 mm-hmm. to 20. So they were number one. They tumble all the way to a six there for St. T. Should losses to Indiana schools count in the polls? They don't count for playoffs. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, they still lost. I don't I, know if they should have tumbled all the way to six, but... I, yeah, I don't know. The the weight of that game, whether you win or lose, is not significant because it doesn't count as a playoff point. Right. Regardless. Yeah. I think it's just still a factor in a little I bit. I think that proves why you need to face Illinois teams. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, difficult finding opponents mm-hmm. there. Uh, Downs Tri-Valley there, the new number two. Uh, they slide in to uh, the uh, second spot uh, there. Uh, Nashville, they are at a seven as they jumped up a, a couple of spots there. Uh, Breeze Modern Day received the four votes. Pena received three votes. And uh, Shelbyville received two votes in the two-way polls. Also, there. two other teams I wanted to spotlight that got votes, El Paso Gridley. I know they're playing a team, I believe, this weekend mm-hmm. um, from our area, I think Central Illinois Conference, if I'm not correct. And Carmel White County beat Flora on uh, Friday night, and they got one vote as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Uh, let's see, uh, Class 1A, Alina Winslow stays put there. They're at, at the top of Forreston, and they jumped up to number two. They were number four. Uh, Altoff Catholic, they also uh, jumped up a big jump from seven to a four spot there. Uh, Sterling Newman Catholic, they jumped up after they weren't uh, ranked. Uh, Fulton, they fell in their first game. They fell from three to a six there, St. Beattie, after beating mm-hmm. Tuscola, they're now ranked. They're number nine slot there. And uh, others receiving votes category. Tuscola, despite the loss, received three votes. And Leroy, who uh, beat Central A&M, yep. they received two votes there as well in the 1A polls there. So that's a look at the uh, polls mm-hmm. for uh, this weekend. We'll take a look at where each of these teams stand and see if we can get more local teams in the top 10 Yeah, there. I know Shelbyville, they they had a lot to get votes last year, Mm -hmm. and it seems to be that way. This year I know they beat Newton, but still. That's how it happens, Travis. The teams in the South never get any representation. Talk about it until we're blue in the face. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, Quickly, let's take a look at the uh, schedule for uh, tomorrow evening. And the weather looks great, so we should have no issues getting those games in with the uh, weather. And that'll be thanking their lucky stars that uh, none of these games will have to get postponed to uh, Saturday Mm -hmm. because that just uh, sucked the other night. night. Uh, Mount Carmel, they are at FEM for the home opener for the Hearts at Clostrum Field at Washington Savings Bank Stadium over on Jack FM. And also the Hearts are doing things a little bit differently this year. Instead of uh, having the senior night festivities at the end of the year, they're actually going to put it here at the beginning of the year. So tomorrow night will be a senior night festivities against Mount Carmel. So Cumberland did that last week as well. I mean, Cumberland started that after the pandemic year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First first home game, make it senior night and get it done. Mm, yep. Make sure you have it. So Right. So I like that. Make sure you come early if you want to see the seniors being recognized there. Uh, Charleston, uh, they are at uh, Paris. Both those teams are 1-0. Highland, uh, they're taking on uh, Muhammad Seymour in Muhammad. Uh, Mattoon, they're hosting Alney. Uh, Troy Triad, they're at Mount Zion. Robinson, they are at uh, Taylorville there. Lincoln Prairie, you have uh, Cumberland over on WCRA. They're going on the road for the first time uh, there against the Sagamana Valley. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, uh, Arcola, they're at Sullivan. That should be a good one. Argenta is at Nicomis. Villa Grove at Arthur Lovington at Hammond. We talked to both coaches there, Coach Wilson and uh, Coach Jefferson on the uh, show earlier this week about that matchup. Tri-County is at uh, Sarah Gordo. Little Illini and Newton, they are at Paxton and Buckley Loda. Central A&M, they're hosting a Marshall. Red Hill, they're at Lawrenceville. And Oblong is at Casey. Central Illinois, it's Eureka. They are at Shelbyville for the Rams home opener. Tuscola, their home opener against Carlisle. Downs Tri-Valley, we just mentioned in the ranked high in the polls. They're at Clinton. Uh, Macon Meridian, they're at Leroy. Warrensboro Latham is at Tremont. And in the South Central, it's Staunton at Vandalia. Carlinville hosting at Pena. Gillespie at North Mac. Hillsborough at Greenville. And Litchfield is at Piasol. There for week two of high school football. And we'll dive deeper into mm-hmm. those matchups uh, tomorrow. So uh, we started off with the show uh, talking about uh, baseball. So uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, close it out talking about uh, some uh, baseball action. And we'll take a whip around the rest of the uh, major leagues as well as we'll take a look at the uh, standings 
as we have them going into uh, the uh, weekend. In the here. month of September, Travis. Yeah, as we begin the yep. month of September tomorrow. So that means uh, call-ups. Mm-hmm. Rosters expand yes. just slightly uh, there. And uh, we also should get some word on some of those waiver claims as well yeah. later on today. Uh, so we'll see who all those angels players that got released. Where are they going? We'll see where they go there. And that's what we're talking about coming up next to close out the starting lineup today. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 5 33342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit slash in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24/7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg. I understand that Aaron Rodgers does not have the pedigree of winning that Tom Brady does, but he does have infinitely more credibility than anyone else they have, and frankly, than everyone else they have combined. Show me the other person on that team that has a better idea of how things should get done than Aaron Rodgers does. The Jets hired a coach with no head coaching experience. They have a staff with almost no coaching experience. They have one of the youngest teams in the National Football League. Aaron Rodgers isn't just there to throw a pretty ball. He's there to change the culture. He's there to change the mindset. He's there to change everything because it needs changing. They've had a losing record seven consecutive seasons. They haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. So they're doing the right thing by putting as much as they possibly can in his lap. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to Effingham, source for local sports and home to Greeny on 98.9 The Game. Wake up and get up with ESPN Radio. The Buffalo Bills have found themselves there, even though they are AFC contenders every season with Josh Allen. What I don't feel great about if I'm the Buffalo Bills is the fact that although you've been good here the past few seasons, you've unfortunately given time to the Jets and the Miami Dolphins to catch up a bit in that AFC East. Wake up those hot sports takes every weekday morning with ESPN Radio on 98.9 The Game. And now. But mm-hmm. that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah. Not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty bags. It's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think, yeah, I, I always go bags. I always say that. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. 
You're on a 98.9 of the game, ESPN Radio. And we're only here on ESPN Radio, which is a little bit longer today. Stick around in the uh, podcast. We have Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland Pirates uh, coming up. And we also got to take a look at uh, some uh, NASCAR as the uh, playoffs begin uh, this weekend. So we'll be uh, diving deep into that. And we'll also be uh, starting our NFL coverage as well as we got to take a look at uh, some divisions and get our expert predictions there (laughs) for the finishes of the NFL divisions. And it's the West both AFC and NFC West coming at you. And it just happens to be that the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions, and it just has to be that your boy is a fan of the Rams. So that's just how it works out. It's it's not intentional by me Mm -mm. to lead off with the Rams. Never. But – it just works out that way. I can't, way I can't it help it. To be. I can't help it. So uh, we'll take a look at that in the uh, podcast. But uh, let's uh, close out of the uh, show. We started with baseball, so let's uh, end with uh, baseball. As uh, yesterday, we had the Angels. They get the win over the uh, Phillies. The 10th day, Bryce Harper did end up joining the 300 club mm-hmm. as uh, his 300 homer yesterday. And it wasn't quite enough as the Angels spoiled the party and they won 10 to 8 there to get the last laugh after Bryce Harper joins the 300 club there. Is that a big deal? 300? 300? Mm, I don't think so. Not anymore. Right, yeah. Used to be, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it is anymore. Right. And I think it was in the yeah, it was in the eighth inning and then the Angels came back, so Phillies blew it. Yeah. Your guy, my guy, Craig Kimbrell, is the one who blew it for him. Not surprising. Your boy. <laughs> he must have been serving up batting practice. Oh, he was. <laughs> Speaking of blowing games, Baltimore, they blew it and they blew it against the White Sox. Best team in the AL. Yeah, and the White Sox. One of the worst. Beat them up. <laughs> they went a 10 to a 5 as uh, they blew a four run lead there, did the Orioles, and the White Sox won. Yeah, Kyle Gibson five. Had a bad start. Yeah, he gave up three homers, and Chicago hit four of them in total. Uh, the Guardians, they're trying to, uh, just like the Cubs, they're trying to keep. Uh, the Twins within a striking distance, and it's a little bit worse than the Cubs because they now trail five games back of the Twins in the division. Uh, the Guardians five to two win in extra innings there. They gained a game. They did. They gained a game because they beat the Twins. But they gained a game, but five is a lot. Five is a lot. Yeah, I think we can now games. say Travis. There was debate over the summer. We can now say the AL Central is the worst division in baseball. Yeah. The NL was right there for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's pretty bad. Uh-huh. Eesh. But we'll see who ends up winning it. I just think the NL East isn't that good either. But that's my hot yeah, it's take. Just the, it's just the Braves. Like, the Braves, Braves are really good. Phillies are Phillies are fine. They're, they're, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, so. But I think it's no doubt the Central for sure with. Yeah. I mean, 69 and 65 is leading the division right. for Minnesota. Right. Uh, the Blue Jays, uh, they shut out the uh, Nationals uh, 7 and 2 uh, 0. Chris Bassett picks up win number 13 and also pitches eight strong shutout innings against Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, they won a 4 2 1. 
here as uh, first career for a game for Encarnacion Strand mm-hmm. there for the uh, Reds. Hunter Green picking up his third win of the year. And again, that's one of those games that they need. Yep. Battling for the wild card uh, with the uh, Giants as uh, the Reds now one game back of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Astros, uh, they beat the uh, Red Sox 7-2-4, uh, and not only did they beat them, they uh, swept them. They come into Fenway, and uh, they uh, sweep Boston. First time. 7-4. Yeah, first ever sweep yep. at Fenway. So making some history mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, Seattle, they got the win over uh, the A's of 5-2-4, uh, and uh, they're off today. So they closed out the month of August with 21 wins. That's incredible. Did a Seattle, so my goodness, look out, Mariners, mm-hmm. as uh, the Astros won as well. So that means they're tied in first place for the division lead there in the West because the Rangers end up falling in extra innings uh, in 10 innings, yep. 6 2 5. So thanks, Chapman. Yeah, you go from five, you go from first place, tied for first, now you're in third. And uh, yep, Aroles Chapman did it again, takes the loss. Great pickup yep. there for Texas. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, Yankees, hey, are they in a 10-series drought as they uh, beat the Tigers 6-2 to two to take the series. And Garrett Cole also gets one number 12 for him as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, Rays, uh, they uh, beat the Marlins, and they shut them out 3-2 to uh, nothing in extra innings as well. So. A lot of games went extras. Yeah, a lot of extras. Yesterday. Uh, Pirates, they got the win over the Royals, 4-1. to one, And the Pirates, bowl. yeah, and Pirates swept them. So, 41-94, yeah. and 94, KC this Hey, year. they at least got to 40 wins. I don't think they'll get to 50, like I, I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it'll don't know, be. Nine more? You don't think they can get nine more in 26 games or whatever? Uh, it's possible. Ask. That's a big ask. Yeah, it's for the possible. Royals, that's a big ask. It's possible. I mean, they got the White Sox a couple times. Okay. Detroit. Maybe. Mm, but other than that, Any given in day, the East, right? they got the Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox. The Yankees could win, maybe at least one or two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the Yankees aren't great. What are they going to be playing for? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Aaron Judge is <laughs> trying to sit. keep him out of last place is what they're going to be playing for. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Braves, they got the win over the Rockies, a seven and two, a three, and the Dodgers shut out the Diamondbacks, seven and two, a zero, and a Freddie Freeman and a Jason Hayward both have two run homers in this, and this completes the sweep. Of the Diamondbacks as well for L.A. What is going on with Jason Hayward? I know. He's having a surge there uh, in Los Angeles. I guess it must just be the California air. I guess so. I don't know, but he has turned it around. Mm, 15 games back on the Diamondbacks now. <laughs> Dodgers have a 14-and-a-half game up lead on the Giants. Yeah, might as well give them the crown already. Uh, the Diamondbacks and Giants both lost yesterday, so uh, the Diamondbacks are only a half game out. Of that last wild card spot, the Cubs have a little bit of a cushion. They're two games up in the second wild card position, and Philly plus five for the first wild card. Over on the American League side, uh, Tampa, they're six and a half up on the first wild card. Astros are a game up, and the Rangers are currently in that final slot there. 
and a Blue Jays two and a half back now after the Red Sox getting swept by the Strohs and they also lost their previous game as well so they're on a mini four game losing streak so now they're six and a half out of the wild card so mm. their chances are slowly dwindling away yes they are so slip sliding away and like I mentioned, not a lot of MLB action today. Only four games on tap for today. Uh, the Yankees will finish up with the Detroit, so they'll try to complete the four-game sweep. Uh, Marlins will start a series with the uh, Nationals. Uh, the Giants, uh, they're in San Diego to take on the uh, Padres. And Freddie Freeman takes on his former team in the Atlanta Braves. Oh. And you got Spencer Strider against Lance Lynn. That's not... It's not Awful. a bad pitching matchup. As long as there. White Sox Lance Lynn doesn't show up. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe St. Louis Cardinal Lance Lynn? I don't, I don't think show. you can go that far back, Travis. Mm, turn back the clock. <laughs> not that far. And we m- we'll probably won't get to uh, a lot of baseball tomorrow with a football-centric episode yep. with uh, talking about college football and talking about high school football and NFL, too. So, um, like I mentioned, the Cardinals, Cubs, they both start a series with the Reds and Pirates. Uh, The Yankees, they're in Houston, uh, Minnesota. They're taking on the Rangers this weekend. Uh, The Rays are at Cleveland. Seattle's in New York to take on the Mets. Baltimore is in Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. Uh, Toronto, they're in Colorado. Philadelphia and the Brewers mentioned as well. Um, Boston. In Kansas City, Marlins at Washington. Uh, I think that's all the series that really that really matter. Mm-hmm. So coming up this weekend, starting September. Yep, it's here. It's here, and the call-ups are here as well. Yep. And we'll see where the players land as well later on today after the claims go through. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if, if – uh, the Giolito will trade in Angel Red for Cardinal Red. You can keep hoping, Travis. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it makes no sense. I know. I know. I'm just trying to put it it's out into the universe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Do you need a pitcher? That's one of those things, Travis, when you're talking postseason, you can never have that's too true. many pitchers. Yeah. That's that's true. All right, uh, so uh, that will do it here for us on ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up in the uh, pod, we got a NASCAR to uh, take a look at with the uh, playoffs. Coach Watkins from the Cumberland Pirates joins us as well. And we uh, start our previews of the NFL divisions. Coming up, AFC, NFC West on the way in the uh, podcast. So stick around for that and come back tomorrow for a, an exciting announcement as well as a football friday and this will be legit football Mm -hmm. friday with college high school nfl all coming up tomorrow on friday's show so uh coming up next here on espn radio is espn radio in the afternoon so enjoy thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game
Welcome in and welcome back to the starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And lots to uh, talk about here in the overtime session as we got NASCAR, NASCAR playoffs to uh, hit up on. We got this date in uh, sports history. We got Coach Watkins from the uh, Cumberland uh, Pirates as well as the uh, first NFL division preview of the year, and it's the West up first, mm -hmm. Super Bowl champion Chiefs, and your boys Rams yeah. division yeah. coming up as we go through the West. It's the West Coast mentality here today on the program. But before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports and anything you wanted to clean up? Yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. Uh, the University of Nebraska, Travis, broke the women's sports they did attendance it. That record. That was awesome. They did it. University of Nebraska women's volleyball team has broken a world record total. 92,003 fans witnessed the five-time national champion Huskers take down Omaha inside Memorial Stadium Wednesday night. The uh, former record of 91,648 fans was set in 2022. The FC Barcelona women's soccer team played at Wolfsburg in Barcelona, Spain. The official capacity of Memorial Stadium is just over 85,000 seats, but extra seats and standing room were added on the field. And I got a little bit more about this, Travis. I wanted to uh, I, I just about. I kind of chuckled a little bit when uh, it was the three Added yes. on to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> Just it to get over the 92,000 threshold, I guess. It also set the attendance for Memorial Stadium. The previous record was 91,585 in 2014 for Nebraska football, if you can believe that. And Nebraska now 4-0 on the season, Travis. They have not lost a set. Right. Yeah. They uh, they swept Dominant. it. Dominant, yeah. 25-14, 25-14, 25-13. That's uh, some domination right there. Yeah, but it was just uh, awesome, awesome to see. It was mm -hmm. a great spectacle, and glad the weather was was nice, and uh, everybody, you know, just wasn't there to be a part of history. Right. Ninety-two thousand fans that were there to participate and into the match yep. and everything. So it was uh, awesome, and the walkout for the for the girls mm -hmm. with the uh, uh, old Chicago Bulls theme playing oh, yeah. in the in the wow. crowd, the anticipation. It was just uh, an awesome, yep. awesome thing to see. Uh, something that may affect what we're going to be previewing a little bit later on. The defending Super Bowl champs are holding out hope that their star defensive tackle returns for their season opener next week. Kansas City Chiefs general manager Brett yeah. Veach said the team is, quote, certainly hopeful, end quote, that Chris Jones will be, quote, in the lineup and ready to go, end quote. Next Thursday night against the Lions, Jones has held strong that he will continue his contract holdout into the regular season. 29-year-old is entering the final year of a four-year $80 million deal that he signed in 2020. Veach said that KC is, quote, going to keep working, end quote, on getting a contract resolution with Jones. Mm -hmm. Now, from the AFC West to the NFC West, the 49ers aren't planning to trade away their star defensive end. San Francisco head coach Kyle Shanahan, general manager John Lynch, both said on Wednesday that the team doesn't plan to trade Nick Boza amid his contract holdout. The duo added that Boza will sign a lucrative contract extension once the sides come to an agreement. Boza didn't report to training camp and missed all of the Niners' preseason games. The 25-year-old pass rusher led the NFL with 18 and a half sacks last season. 
Cincinnati Bengals are welcoming back their star quarterback as Joe Burrow practiced for the first time on Wednesday since suffering a calf strain earlier in training camp. Wide receiver T. Higgins said, quote, it felt good just to see him out there, see the big smile on his face, end quote. Gunslinger Slinger was out of action for over a month. In other news, the team signed Will Greer to the practice squad after he was released by the Dallas Cowboys. Quarterback will serve as the third option behind backup Jake Browning. A two-time Stanley Cup champion is hanging up his skates for good. Carl Heglin, is that right, Travis? Sure. Sure. Announced on Wednesday he's retiring from the NHL. The 35-year-old hasn't played since taking a high stick to the eye in March of 2020. Washington Capitals were concerned about the winger's quality of life outside of hockey following the injury. Hagelin won the Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins in 2016 and 17, originally selected by the New York Rangers in the sixth round of the 07 draft, and also spent time with the Ducks and the Kings. And finally, Travis, I found this little nugget and thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. A former Illinois basketball player and Peoria native is starting a new career as a police officer. Ah, DeMonte Williams was sworn in by the Peoria Police Department in a ceremony this week. Williams was a star player at Peoria Manual High School before playing for the Illini mm-hmm. from 2017 to 2022. He's the son of Manual and Illinois basketball great Frank Williams. Yep. Yeah, very cool. To see. Hey, he was one of those everyday guys. He like, was. He prided himself on that. He was kind of the glue. So to have mm-hmm. him roam in the streets of uh, Peoria, yeah, I like it. Right. That's your sports center. That's your sports center. All right. Good, good deal. Good positive thing to end on uh, there. All right. Before we get to uh, Coach Watkins, let's get to uh, some this day in uh, sports history. What happened on this day? Today in sports. On this day in 1934, the first ever game between the reigning NFL champions and a team of college all-stars in Soldier Field in Chicago. The Chicago College All-Star Game will go on until the last game in 1976. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I was going to say, I've never, but it used to <laughs> never even heard of that. The NFL champion would take on a team of college all-stars. <laughs> Uh, on this date in 1990. There's probably a reason why it finally stopped. <laughs> Maybe we'll look at that while we're listening to Coach Watkins. I'll see if I can look that, <laughs> that up. Look at the scores. Just like domination. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This date in 1990, Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. became the first father-son duo to play on the same team, the Mariners, with both singling in the first inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. On this day back in 1991, Houston quarterback David Klinger set the record for most passing touchdowns in a quarter with six in the second quarter of a 73-3 win against Louisiana Tech. Mm. Six and a quarter. Yeah. That's impressive. Have yourself a quarter. Have that's, yourself a day. That's right. Wow. Uh, and finally, on this day back in 2011, Braves pitcher Craig Kimbrell records his 41st save of the season, breaking the rookie record set by Netafli Felice a year earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is your sports center. Look at Craig Kimbrough go. up batting practice now. <laughs> mm, still one of my all-time favorites. Oh, I know. I know. Right there. I should have played it when we had the walk-off of uh, Edmund, but he had a nice call uh, yesterday. His uh, voice cracked a little bit. So the first game tied at zero. Uh, the Bears. So the the Bears in thirty-five beat the All Stars five to nothing. Then the All Stars tied with the Lions. Then the All Stars beat the Packers <laughs> in nineteen thirty-seven. Then they beat the uh, team from Washington in thirty-eight. Then it, that was twenty-eight sixteen. That's a high-scoring affair back in nineteen thirty-eight. 
Then the Giants beat them 9-0. The Packers beat them 45-28. The Bears beat them 37-13. The Bears beat them 21-0. The team from Washington lost. Overall, Travis, we ended up with the NFL going 39-2 against the uh, College All-Star. Wow. 39-2. No wonder why it stopped. However, I will say this, Travis. They beat the Packers twice. They also beat the Los Angeles Rams back in 1948, beat the Bears, beat the Eagles, the Browns, and the Lions. But the only team they beat more than – well, they beat the, the team from Washington twice as well. I was going to say, they beat the Packers twice. I can't believe the Commanders were there <laughs> back then. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Uh, let's see. Uh, they have MVPs, so some of the, the players who played in this. This is – uh, the MVP was always awarded to the college players. It was never the NFL player never got the MVP. Um, sure. so some of the MVP winners were Bruce Smith, the running back from Minnesota. Um, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Probably these won't. are all Charles Bubba Smith from Michigan State. Ray Guy, the punter. Uh, yeah, it's never punter. a good thing when your punter gets the MVP. I say that's the Bruce Smith I was thinking of. Yeah, the... it's not that Bruce Smith, <laughs> unless he. No. No. Okay. He's sixty years old right now. Right. He was born in '63. Okay, well, this would have been <laughs> 1942. Yeah. Uh, it was on ABC for the longest time. Uh, the original ones, though, Travis, were on the Dumont Network in the '50s. And the commentators, Jack Brickhouse and Red Grange for a year. Ah, Red Grange. Yes. And then Red Grange moved over to the ABC coverage, and he would be there for a while. Um, Keith Jackson did one game, did two games. Ah, yes. Howard Cassell was on some, Don Meredith. But it was always shown on ABC. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, there's also the playoff bowl. No. It was a postseason game for third place in the NFL. Played 10 times from 1960 to 1969. Hmm. Originally known as the Runner-Up Bowl. <laughs> Runner-Up Bowl. Is that bowl. something to bring back? No. Okay. No. As uh, I'm just trying to imagine Red Grange doing color commentary. Oh, yeah. Uh, as Vince Lombardi used to call this, Travis, he said, quote, he called it the other word for fecal matter bowl. <laughs> wow. He says it's a loser's bowl for losers. <laughs> uh, then he he lost to the Cardinals, and he had to be in this, and he said uh, after that loss, he fumed about a hinky-dink football game held in a hinky-dink town, played with hinky-dink players. That's all second place is hinky-dink. Hmm. Tell us how you really feel. Uh huh. Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, quite the experiment. Yeah. Gone awry. The Lions won three of them. The Colts won two, and your Rams won two. Travis. Yeah. There you go. Lions were three and zero. There you go. Browns were zero and three. Eagles zero and two. I was trying to get. Pat Summerall was on a game, Travis, in 1965. 
Ah, yes. Good old Pat Summer. Great voice. Him and John Madden. Yep. Iconic. Iconic and did a lot of Rams games back in the yeah, day. Yeah, they did. Greatest show on surf. Hmm. And that is a look at the playoff bowl and the college all-star game. We can hmm. move on now. <laughs> All right, so uh, the I was trying to look up the the Illini are going to do something uh, with the Red Grange uh, number seventy seven uh, this year. They're they started a new promotion oh. this year for football, like in between the third and fourth quarter. I think it's like a you wore seventy seven, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have like a seventy seven yard dash where they're gonna have a student get selected, and they're gonna race. The Galloping Ghost, oh. which is a guy that's going to come out dressed so like Red like the, Grange. The the... <laughs> yeah. They're going to have a 77-yard run. What does the college student <laughs> win? I don't know. That's what I was trying to look up. But that's the important I can't, thing. I can't find it. But it was uh, taking on the Galloping Ghost. A but, year tuition. <laughs> but I don't know. Probably just a gift card or uh, something for free. Like so a year store. for free or something. Store. That's why I was trying to look up specifics, but that's when that's the first thing I thought of when we talked about Red Grange. <laughs> like, and they're gonna bring out the ghost of yep. the galloping ghost. Uh, I wish they would have used AI and you could actually yes. race Red Grange. Exactly. There we go. Now that's the thinking. next step. That's the next innovation. So get on it. <laughs> get on it. All right, let's take a look at uh, some NASCAR and uh, the uh, playoffs. Are, actually, no, before we get to uh, NASCAR, I want to get to uh, Coach Watkins okay. uh, here from the Cumberland Pirates. So we'll hear about the uh, win from last weekend, uh, talking about uh, this week against the uh, Sagamon Valley. Eric caught up with him, so here's that conversation. Eric Fry, happy to be joined on the starting lineup by Coach Watkins of the Cumberland Pirates. And, uh, Coach, let's talk about last week. It started off uh, great for the Pirates. One play and a touchdown, and it just kept going up from there. Cumberland got the win 44 to nothing over Sarah Gordo. Uh, one thing that stood out to me, Coach, 429 yards I had you guys down on for rushing just alone. Uh, tell me, are you happy with those rushing numbers? Yeah, that's great. Uh, we had really good numbers by Blake. and. Mm-hmm which we kind of expected if Grant Kaiser stepped up. So, um, yeah, for us to have 429 yards as a team, that's great. Um, didn't have to throw the ball. Uh, yep. I feel like we have the ability to throw the ball if we have to. I think we needed to that night. So, yeah, pretty pleased. The offensive line played well. Uh, Brayden Olmstead played well in his first varsity game, distributing the ball mm-hmm. uh, with the results of the game. Uh, did have two fumbles on the night, two turnovers, but you also forced two as well. So uh, definitely uh, not a bad thing. Looking at the defensive side, 77 total yards uh, the, the Cumberland defense gave up. And I know you're a defensive kind of coach. Uh, how happy were you with those numbers on Friday night? Uh, very happy. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, we didn't know going in what we were going to expect. We kind of had an idea that we might see that offense and we kind of Plan for it, um, and, and we did have a win offense. I thought we did a good job of following our assignments and rules, and I thought we played really hard. We flew to the ball. Our tackling was was pretty good as well, and, and overall, just a really good defensive effort. And coach, you mentioned about not having to throw the ball. Uh, do you get a little concerned with the success of the running game of becoming too one dimensional? Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, we'd like to run the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it doesn't look like. Maybe the last couple of years we've been able to throw the ball, but that was kind of the personnel. I still feel like we have the ability 
to throw the ball, but why take the chance, you know, when you can turn around and hand the ball up getting six, seven, eight yards at a time? Um, you know, we just continue to do that. It was good. Uh, I'm not too concerned. Um, I know down the road we'll have teams probably stack the box and throw, and um, when we get to that point, we uh, hopefully will be able to do it. And let's talk about this week. Coach taking on Sangamon Valley. Faced them last week, week three. Got the win, 41-6. to uh, They're coming off a win, though, as well last week as they took down Tri-County 12-8 to on Saturday. First of all, does it give you a little bit of, um, not a, a heads-up or anything, or, or a little bit of an advantage considering that they played on Saturday and you guys played on Friday night? Um, maybe a little bit. I mean, I don't know how much preparation that they do on the weekend, Um it was nice Saturday to go up there and watch the end of the games to get to see them firsthand and kind of see what they were like. Mm-hmm. Seeing them live is much better on, on film, so I think that was just fantastic for us. Um, as far as time and stuff goes, I don't I don't think so, really. Uh, but they're a team that's going to be very similar to Sarah Gordo as far as what they run offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. But I think that will kind of be a fantastic for us, too, seeing all that last week against Sarah Gordo. Um, kind of a young team. Um, their players, their quarterback, they played defense for him last year, and he's one we kind of focused on to, to try to slow down. Um, kind of young and young and in different spots along the offensive line and, and in the backfield. It's kind of like us, seniors, mm-hmm. um, but just that offense like to run an option out of, and that's always a concern to me. And then run counter and stuff. So, kind of kind of focus on stopping those plays. Those are plays that have a, a big play potential. Um, but just another thing is a concern going on the road. You know, Road trip that's about an hour and a half away at the first road game, and um, we'll kind of you always worry about having bus lag, whatever you call it, when you're on the bus that long. So, um, hopefully, we'll be uh, get off the bus and be ready to go. All right, yeah, that'll be this Friday night. Like you said, first road test for the Pirates coming up uh, again on this Friday. You can hear the action on WCRA. Coach, before I get you out of here, is it kind of nice to have what I would call a normal week um, of, of practice as opposed to last week we dealt with the heat and then Friday night we talked about the uncertainty of the weather. The weather looks great, you know, everything like that. Is it nice to kind of have your first full normal week with a game as opposed to dealing with all the, the issues we dealt with last week weather-wise? Absolutely. Yeah, we made that risk. Last night at practice, it was really nice to, to get. We always go home with shoulder pads on Tuesday, then full pads on Wednesday. We weren't able to do last week, so it's good to get in that routine. Kind of team guy and most of us are. Um, after pregame, belly tied, but we weren't able to do that last Thursday. So we were stuck inside the gym. Um, so it can be really, it is really nice. Regular practice last night, you know, Wednesday, have a pregame on Thursday like normal. All right, Coach, we'll, we will talk to you Friday night uh, when Cumberland takes on Sagamon Valley, okay? I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you, Coach, for hopping on for a little bit for talking about Cumberland Pirate football. And we'll talk more high school football tomorrow yes. with uh, Football Friday. And but first, before we get to uh, the uh, NFL division of previews, let's get to uh, some NASCAR and uh, talking about uh, the uh, playoffs in the NASCAR game. So, okay, NASCAR playoffs, yes. playoffs. It's here. Here, we're ready to go. And we got three races in round one. Yep, three races in every round. You got Darlington, Kansas, Bristol, and then the next round, Texas, Talladega, Charlotte. That is the Roval. And uh, Las Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville before we end at Phoenix. 
season concludes in Phoenix. Again. Cut down the fire to the final four. Yep, then. you cut four out each round. Yeah. So. There are people saying that they need to change this format. I like it. I, I don't. Yeah, like if what are they? Like 16 or too many. You need to just have only winners compete, and it changes each year. Just being a winner gets you in, and then you eliminate two around, like two after every race. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I I kind of like the the win you're in, but then if you if we don't have all winners, right. you get on points, kind of right. like out large, yeah, yeah, bids thing, yeah. So, yeah, because I mean, you got like uh, Keselowski. He didn't win, but nope. he just had a solid year. Yeah, he did. But yeah, so I kind of, I kind of like it. I do too. I don't see a problem with it. I don't either. Maybe tweak the where the races are. Oh yeah, there needs to be some tweaking there <laughs> with the schedule. But uh, format of Texas, sixteen, get out of here. It, it is fine. Forever. I guess I don't have a strong opinion about that as you do. But yeah, Texas can leave. I'm not a personal fan of Vegas. It can get out of here. And Phoenix says the ending is awful. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Let's go back to let's go back to Homestead and yeah. Miami to close it out. I think so. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Homestead or or Michigan. Although mm. Michigan in November would probably be a little cold. Yeah. Probably. Probably have to deal with some snow. So mm-hmm. it's got to be somewhere southern part of the the country. Mm-hmm. I in, would say Atlanta, but they changed that track now to a, a drafting track. You can't really go there. Yeah. Same with Talladega, Daytona. Mm. I would say California, but they're tearing that track apart, so you can't go there. No. That'd be good. Vegas. Eh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's West it's, Coast. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's get into this. Let's do you get want, into do you it. Pick them first, or do you want to pick who we have being eliminated each round? Uh, let's do let's do let's do pick them. Okay, pick them first. Travis, you won last week. I did. So you get to pick this week here at Darlington, and don't forget that everyone is available once again. Yes. Pick anyone in the field. Yes, I like that. I will advise you probably not to pick Ryan Priest. He has not been announced. He's on the entry list, but I don't know if he's been cleared yet uh, to race this weekend. So yeah. just, just FYI. Yeah, I probably wasn't wasn't gonna go him. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd stay away from him just just in case. I wasn't gonna do that anyways. So, hmm. Darlington's a tricky one. It is. Yeah. Um, we already raced there earlier this year, but it's just it's a track that just has so much character. 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 Hmm. All right. So let's. Hmm. Let's see. Uh, let's go to lead off. To lead off the first playoff race. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's go. I'm going to pick someone in the playoffs. And let's pick Blaney. Blaney. Ryan, Ryan Blaney. Blaney. To start off. Well, Travis, you and me are on the same wavelength because I'm picking his Penske teammate, Joey Logano. Hmm. Okay. Logano's won at Darlington before. Famously wrecked 
William Byron uh, last <laughs> year to win that race. Um, now, I'm, I'm a little concerned about the Penske Fords. They haven't really had a lot of speed uh, as we get into the playoffs. That has me a little concerned. They just haven't been as fast as I would like, but this is a track that I think suits both Blaney and Logano's styles. So I, I can see both of them doing well. So those are our pickums. Now Pickham is done as far as the NASCAR side. Pelaney versus Logano. Pelaney versus Logano. Team Penske collides. <laughs> In Pickham. It explodes. That's right. I mean, poor Austin Sinder. He's a member of Team Penske, but nobody nobody picks him. <laughs> nobody. Nobody pays year. attention awful here. Awful year. <laughs> awful year. All right. So we have uh, our, our brackets here. That we and I also have a master bracket, so we can keep track of who gets what right and who gets what wrong. And maybe you want to throw three points at it. Whoever's bracket is the most correct gets three po- points at the end. Hmm. Three bonus points. I mean, I need all the help I can get. I need all only, the bonus points. I think you're only down five. Five, exactly. It's right. a it's a lot to make up. Oh. With ten to go, if I don't have a win, and one win gets five points. Yeah, but, but we'll throw three at it. That's that's almost that's more than half. Yeah, I think three, that's three points. It's fair. That at least should make it interesting until the very last race, hopefully, because you get three points. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Would you like me to go first? Yeah, let's see you go first. So in this first round, Travis, like we said, it's Darlington, it's Kansas, and it's Bristol. The four drivers who I have getting eliminated in this first round are Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I just haven't seen the consistent. He's he's a nice mid-pack. He's he's been finishing better than he has any time in his career. I don't want to take anything away from him or that team. I just don't see these three tracks favoring him. Mm -hmm. Right. the next one is Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell, the Cinderella story, winning at Indy, punching his ticket, everything like that. But again, Darlington, Kansas, Bristol are not tracks that I feel suit McDowell's style. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a decent short track driver. Bristol, he may have a, a chance at doing something, but I, I got to eliminate him in this round because I just... I think the rest of the field wants him eliminated. They don't want him to go to the Roval with a chance to advance. Yeah. So I'm going to take McDowell out. Uh, third out, Travis, I have Ross Chastain. Rossi. I have Ross Chastain. The, 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 the track house cars have been so slow. They have been so slow the past month, month and a half. He hasn't competed for anything. Like, I'm saying sniffing the top ten competing. His teammate wasn't, you know, competing for anything. So I, I just don't think that it's going to go, oh, playoffs, and we're on. It's Turning it on. It, you just can't flip a switch like that. No. And a lot of people keep saying, oh, he's been held back this time in his driving style. His driving style is not going to make the car go faster. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see Chastain. And then finally, this is my controversial one in the first round, Travis. I have Kyle Busch going out. Ooh. I have Kyle Busch going out in the first round. Bush, wow. I just haven't seen consistency out of this team. Two wins well, started early. off strong. They they did early strong. in the season, but they haven't shown it through the summer and heading into the playoffs. They don't have that positive forward momentum yeah. I would like to see. 
Um, I can th- I can see that. Now my only my only pause is Bristol. Kyle Busch is really good at Bristol. Mm-hmm. He's really good at Bristol. But as I was going through here and looking at people, he was the one I I had. It, it came down and honestly, it came down to him or Harvick. And I just don't think Harvick's gonna go out in the first round in his final season. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put Bush Bush out. Yeah. So now if he like. If he underachieves in the Darlington and the uh, Kansas race, yep. but then he goes out and wins Bristol. He's in. So he's into the next yep. round then? Yep. If you are a playoff driver and you win these three races, you, one of these three races, you advance the next round automatically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why Bristol is going to be a very interesting race because that's going to be the last chance to make it. Yeah. So. Right. So that means advancing. I have William Byron, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Chris Buescher, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick, Bubba Wallace, and Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, the four drivers that I have uh, bowing out here in this first round, I agree with you. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., mm-hmm. I'm going to knock him out. He's just lucky that he got one win. Yeah, the, Otherwise, he uh, wouldn't be here. <laughs> The very one, first one race win. of the year. It's a pretty good one to win. It is, but uh, yeah, you you had that, so you can uh, you can move along, uh-huh. move along, get get out of here, get out of the playoffs. Uh, I liked him squeaking in, but uh, I'm eliminating Bubba here. Mm. I got him going out, and then uh, unfortunately, I also am gonna end Kevin Harvick's run in the playoffs here on his last season. But uh, he's going out, so. I saved the last one, and this was going to be my controversial one uh, here, and I'm eliminating uh, Busher here. Oh, okay. I know he's got three wins. but The hottest driver in the in the sport. Yep. The he's guy gone. who won Bristol last year. He's gone. Okay. All right. I'm just, just Something's going to happen. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pointing out. All right. I like that. <laughs> Uh, the next round, the four I have uh, not making it, Travis, I have uh, Kevin Harvick. I have Kevin Harvick ending here. They just haven't shown the speed I would like to see uh, out of that four team. So I just I just don't think they're going to advance. Mm-hmm. Tyler Reddick. Talk about a guy who's had speed but just keeps hitting himself in the foot and can't keep not making mistakes. It's either him or it's the crew. It's mistakes on pit road for getting tires and stuff like that. I think it catches up to him in the second round. He gets eliminated. Brad Keselowski. I got Brad Keselowski being eliminated. Um, I just, this was a tough one for me, but I, I just don't think these tracks Talladega, I think will be good for him. Brad is not a great road course racer and having the Roval be a cutoff is definitely not to his driving style. Mm-hmm. And the last one, my controversial one of this round Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson mm. I have getting eliminated in this round. He has admittedly said that he is absolutely awful at pack racing and hates it, and he's not a very good road course driver. And considering he does not have a whole lot of playoff points to begin with, that just makes me think he's going to possibly be in trouble entering those last two weeks. This is the same round he got eliminated in last year as well with the same tracks. So mm. I have moving on Byron, Truex, Busher, Bell, Logano, Hamlin, Bubba Wallace, and Ryan Blaney and I have Wallace moving on. FYI, in case people were wondering, I think he's going to win at Talladega. I think he'll win Talladega to advance. Okay. Mm. I I actually think Bubba's going to win two races in the playoffs. I think he'll win Kansas too. Won it last year. 
driving that 45 car when it was in the playoffs and him and Kurt Busch switched spots mm-hmm. and he went out and dominated that race. So mm. I think Bubba can win two races in the playoffs. Wow. So yes. that could be a dangerous guy in the uh-huh. postseason. Um, I'm going to agree with you on a couple one mm-hmm. here in the next round. I also have uh, Tyler Reddick going mm-hmm. out here in uh, this one. And I also have uh, Keselowski getting out in this round as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, Ryan Blaney getting eliminated. And I have McDowell getting eliminated. Uh, moving on to the next round, Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville. Um, I have being eliminated. I have Ryan Blaney. I just haven't seen a whole lot of faith in the Penske cards this season. Uh, so I actually have Blaney and Logano both being eliminated in this round. I have Bubba Wallace being eliminated in this round. Um, I think he'll put, you know, on the uh, miracle run through the playoffs, but it, it ends here. And then finally, Travis, I, I didn't want to. I wanted him to move on, but I just can't. Chris Buescher. I have Chris Buescher getting eliminated in this round. The, the feel-good story of the season because nobody saw it coming. I could make a great story if him and that team were able to make it to the Final Four. But I just don't see it happening. My final four is William Byron, Ryan, uh, Martin Truex, Christopher Bell, and Denny Hamlin. Three Joe Gibbs drivers and one Hendrick driver. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this round, I have uh, Larson going out. I have Ross Chastain getting eliminated. Kyle Busch. And I also have Bell going out as well. Who's your final My four? final four is William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., and Joey Logano. And then we head to Phoenix for the championship race. And, Travis, maybe I am a sucker for a good story. But if you remember, it was earlier this year in the race at Phoenix that a certain somebody wrecked a certain somebody, and then he was cost 25 points by NASCAR because he went on his podcast and talked about <laughs> how he wrecked that person. I think Denny Hamlin comes back to Phoenix with rage and vengeance in his eyes, especially considering he still doesn't have a contract. He still doesn't have a sponsor for next year, and I think he finally wins his title. He has not won it yet. I think this is the year he finally wins the championship. Finally gets it done. Finally gets it done and can get that monkey off his back because there's a lot of people right now saying that he is the best driver to never win a title. Him and Mark (laughs) Martin are like in the same breath. So yeah. I, I think Denny Hamlin gets his championship this year. Mm-hmm. And I just think it'd be poetic to do it in Phoenix where he got that penalty, which prevented him from being the regular season champion. He would have won and beaten out Truex for the regular season title if he didn't have that penalty. Mm-hmm. So in the uh, final race, and just because I don't like Denny Hamlin, yeah, it's a great don't. it's a great story that you've never won uh, <laughs> a title and whatnot. But uh, I'm not going – Anywhere else here, uh, I don't care if it's the uh, number one uh, driver. I don't care what Martin Truex Jr., if he was the uh, champion, I'm taking him William Byron. I mean, he has more wins than Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. was more consistent. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but Martin Truex Jr. was the champion, supposed champion of the uh, regular season. Yeah, yeah, because William Byron either finished first or last. He is Ricky Bobby. So. <laughs> That. Ricky Bobby never finished in last. He did too. <laughs> I watched the maybe movie. That, maybe that one race. Yeah. But there are other cars that are wrecked too. Alrighty. So. so that's our fix. 
And just because I don't like Denny Hamlin, I'm not going to pick him. That's fine. So That's fine. So there you go. There you go. Denny Hamlin, champ, and William William Byron, Byron, the champion. I mean, I think if anyone's going to do it who's not a Joe Gibbs driver, I think it would be William Byron. I could also see Martin Truex Jr. winning the title. He's been so consistent all year, finishing top fives, top tens, stage points, all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I could see him winning it as well. Mm-hmm. And what a story that would be. Yeah. He was contemplating retirement last year. He got, you know, him and his, his girlfriend broke up in the off season, And then he says mid season, I'm coming back because I'm actually having fun this year. He went mm-hmm. all last year without winning. If you remember. Yeah. And for him to come back and win the title, that'd be, that'd be a cool story too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. 